You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. All right, everybody, and welcome to another edition of TNM Unplugged. When you are elevating your heart, your mind, your spirit, and your soul to the completely new levels of yourself, the space for you to learn new skills, new tools, new competencies in the space of personal development, and the space when you can sharpen your leadership skills if you're one of the leaders listening from your organization as well. And today, we're going to have a very, very special guest who is going to help us with this elevation as we're going to look into the importance of meditation and meditation practices. We will demystify this concept. We will look into it from different perspectives. We're going to feel into it. We're going to tune into it and really learn how can meditation benefit your life from our perspective. So today with me, joining me, Vikram Mol. He is a really good friend and colleague. Just quick introduction about Vikram, what can I tell you? He's one of also this multi-potentialist and multidimensionalist because he has so many different layers of himself. But I'm just going to talk only about the layer of his work within the personal development industry, leadership development industry. He has more than 25 years of experience in that area. He has worked with leadership, team building, communication, creativity, behavioral interviews, presentation skills and coachings. Whenever he do, whatever he does within corporate world, business world, with individual clients, it's always a fun, exciting, and then on top of everything, creative experience. He mixes different methodologies from facilitation to training, to group coaching, to individual coaching. He is also passionate about outdoors and he's done a lot of outdoors activities when people can really play to discover and explore themselves. He also uses psychometrics, theater, and various versions of simulations and exercising. So he's a super, super cool guy to be with us today. And also on his level of personal passions, he loves scuba diving, rafting, paragliding, horseback riding, and so on and so forth. As I told you, he's a multidimensional being, multipotentialist with a lot of layers to discover. But today, we're going to focus around his experience and knowledge and knowledge transfer in the space of meditation. So, Vikram, welcome. Thank you, Zoran. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, meditation is this topic that everybody's curious about, especially nowadays when we live in these challenging times. People need to get in touch with themselves and to really, you know, kind of begin getting to know themselves on a deeper level. And meditation is one of the tools so I wanted to ask you, how did you get into meditation? What would you like to sh share to start this learning journey with us around uncovering, understanding, and then practicing meditation? So my journey, Zoran, started uh, when I was about nine years old. I was in a boarding school, and um, it was a very anglicized uh, boarding school. So, you know, moving towards yoga and uh, practices of meditation was not really looked upon very kindly. But um, I remember reading a lot of books in my father's library on yoga. So that fascination stayed. Yeah. And uh, uh, meditation is one of the many parts of yoga. And in India, you, know, you can experience various, various uh, schools of meditation. And 
what goes what was interesting in my journey was that my teacher was very uh, yoga oriented so you know took me through the two concepts of dharana and right. dhyana now dharana is uh, when loosely translated it means uh, focus concentration and there are cleansing techniques in yoga like tratak something i teach a lot of my clients to initiate them into uh, meditation so the premise is in yoga that you must start with uh, dharana first and then move on to dhyan or to meditation so you no know, using a, a mantra or you know using prayer beads or using a candle light so mm-hmm. things like that so my teachers were very good um they taught me the differences and they took me through different uh, levels and for that you know various other practices like you know the saline water cleanses of the nose uh, you know of the stomach so it's it's quite vast the whole thing um, right but for a lay person you know it's always very interesting to see how um you know people jump to very advanced stages without having gone through the very functional stages of understanding what is the difference between focus concentration and meditation then later i also happened to spend some time in the bihar school of yoga at munger in one of the states in india which is very popular abroad as a school of thought of yoga and then i had also spent some time in a southern uh, school of thought of yoga from south right. india so i had spent another 3 months there and that was more about massage and meditation and and um, you know various various uh, visualizations mm-hmm. plus my own practices i have also been a student of vipassana right. i've also done some uh, buddhist uh, tibetan buddhist meditations and uh, i have now come back to the original teachings of yoga and that's what i teach that's what i practice that's what i use as a healing technique um that's what i like to talk about i like to i yeah, like to work yeah. with and and i have my own personal daily practice which uh, variates between you know 20 minutes on a busy day to you know maybe 2 hours on a day when i have more time so that's what it is yeah wonderful wonderful and what caught my attention as you were sharing is that you said there is a difference between focus and concentration and meditation and people really need to understand that difference can you please tell me more about that so we can look into that part yeah sure so let's say i've got a i've got a prayer bead yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and i'm going let's say uh, one of the most common mantras known the world over is om yeah yeah i love it i use it all the time om. so you know yeah, yeah. So you know I'm holding the bead and I'm going om 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 that's not meditation you know okay. you're not even bringing your focus to the the mantra the uh, the jap as you call it the because it's very mechanical now what one needs to understand is that every time you move a bead your entire focus has to be there mm-hmm. in the movement of the thumb over the bead the feel of the bead slipping over your finger and you saying the om with the awareness that i'm pushing the bead now and my entire focus is on the bead that is moving around my middle finger yeah now bringing that focus constantly and because your mind will jump to de- different things so the mantra is used as a way to bring focus to the here and now 
and the movement is to give you some support physically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people just do it you know they just keep doing yes. that you know and they keep flicking it and they keep flicking it and they keep flicking it and that's not meditation so <laughs> that becomes very mechanical so the whole idea is to first allow your focus to come to the practice so it could be the candle flame so every time you're staring at a candle you know you're not supposed to blink you don't you don't you do it for about 5 to 10 minutes because it can be very tedious for the eyes plus yeah. it's a cleanser it's a huge cleanser for the body for the mind for the spiritual space that each human being contains and carries so when you're looking at the candle flame and your mind is going off to oh i have to pay this bill uh, you know i have a talk with zoran today at uh, you know 3:30 etc so you you've got to gently bring it back and start looking at the flame without chiding yourself without doing anything now that is concentration that is not meditation that's the gateway to meditation you know yeah and then once you once one learns how to sit in the here and now without distractions and is able to hold elaborate pieces of time within oneself without distraction that starts opening passages to meditation mm-hmm. but i guess uh, somewhere you know when the west and the east collided a few years back you know few hundred yeah. of years back so you know yeah. the the words got lost in translation and yeah. it just became meditation yeah, of course so yeah. When I let's just stay there because I think this is a great learning and and wonderful sharing from you from our audience. So when I'm able to hold my concentration without distraction, you mentioned this is then the gateway to meditation. So the first step for me to really be able to advance in this practice is to be able to do that, correct? Yes. Absolutely. So when I'm able to do it and I enter into this space of meditation, what happens there? Now, for see for each individual there may be various things you know what i i can share some scientific yeah. uh, you know data, data with you and some um, you know findings that a lot of great people have put their heart body mind and soul to um, yeah. just allow me a moment so you know uh, th- there is there are the four states that uh, you know the human mind undergoes so you right. have the you have the beta you have the alpha you have the theta and and they work at different levels so let me just allow me. yeah so if you're looking at the beta waves which is you know the the key to the act of cognition what we are doing right now you and i yes. this is functioning between 13 to 40 hertz mm-hmm. yeah the alpha waves they move between 7 to 12 and this is absorbed relaxation you know when you are let's say sitting and reading a book or you're listening to music you're doing a slow walk yeah and uh, in this absorbed state this is where this is the gateway to the deeper uh, states of consciousness and and what science has been able to pick up from meditators uh, long term meditators is that the theta waves uh, function between 4 to 7 which is the you know it is known as the reservoir for increasing creativity i'm sure you know most of us experience uh, you know the state when you know you, sometimes you're about to sleep and you feel that you're going down a hill and you shake and you come back 
you yeah. know to say, uh, yeah. oh okay i'm not falling and yeah. that's the state now that is happening unconsciously to most people but with people who practice uh, meditation over a regular period of time mm-hmm. yeah yeah this state is something that you can come to after a few minutes of practice mm-hmm. now i'm going to bring to your attention something very interesting uh, zoran there is a difference between stage and state mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so once you have practiced certain states you will reach a stage mm-hmm. and to come to that stage you don't need too much practice Got it. but it will not work in the way it happens today you know i meditate once a week it's not going to happen you know it is something that you need to build in on a daily basis mm-hmm. and that's why people who have worked consciously or unconsciously with these states are able to come to that focus very quickly if you see if you see olympics you know the uh, the sports yeah. people you know with so many people shouting screaming and everything they are able to bring that entire uh, yeah. focus concentration yeah and you can see them doing the little breathing and letting it out and you know bringing a focus they they a lot of people talk to themselves which is the whole concept of uh, dharna you know the mantra jap you're talking to yourself affirmations yeah mm-hmm. and and people talk to them and they bring that whole focus into that thing so the crowd doesn't matter nothing matters is that focus and then there is execution similarly in creativity and in healing you know these gateways open but you can't ask a pole vaulter you know or a, or an archer that you know you come after 3 months and shoot an arrow it won't happen yeah yeah <laughs> they they might get it right because they've already reached different stages of yeah, practice of the state yeah 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 so there is difference between states and stages also mm-hmm. and and a regular practice will get you that now i'll i'll spend a couple of minutes on the last one which is the delta waves which is 0 to 4 hertz and it is also to do with another technique of meditation or relaxation which is now um, also known popular you know is popular in the west called yeah. yoga nidra mm-hmm. or yoga nidra um, yeah. and nidra coming from sleep which is being able to uh, sustain a level of consciousness and unconsciousness and still knowing that things are uh, you know there are things i can bring to my consciousness so when people have practice like i have my own practice of 20 minutes mm-hmm. i i don't need a watch i don't need anything i i simply lie down and i start my practice and on the 20th minute you know my eyes are open oh, and I, i still i still am you know bewildered by this practice of mine i i get surprised every time yeah, you open i, I, I still continue to be surprised that you know it's just on the spot yeah and and people have taught this to in my healing work uh, you know after a few weeks uh, they report the same thing yeah. but it takes it takes consistent practice mm. yeah so the key is consistency and the key is to understand that to to achieve certain state you really need to be consistent in your, in your efforts to keep on doing the same thing again and again and again So I'm yeah. going backwards a little bit. So that state of being able to concentrate and then you opening the gateway so that you can then be able to enter into the space of meditation. So we're now there. We understand a different uh, wavelengths of our brain. So when you really want to 
meditate powerfully. What is your recommendation or suggestion? And how would you get people to start practicing meditation? Let's start with that for the people who are not advanced meditators. What would be the, the, the easiest way into it? So I, I, my recommendation to all and sundry uh, people who come to me just to talk about this particular thing, yeah. let's say I've mentioned it in the passing in a corporate session uh, with TNM, you know, the sessions we do in TNM and somebody talks about it. Uh, so I do mention that you can have a chat with me. Yeah. And something. So, so, so one of the things I tell people uh, and strongly advise people to do is use a candle six feet away, uh, keep it at eye level, start with only two minutes and then progress gradually by increasing half a minute each, not more than 10 minutes. Look at the candle flame. Keep staring at it. Don't blink. If you, if you can do that, wonderful. If you do, then gently just close your eyes and open them again and bring it back to the flame. Every time your mind wanders, bring it to the flame. So then people do ask me, what am I supposed to think about? And that's when I break into a smile and I say, uh, just let it flow. You know, every time your mind wanders, you know, bring it back. I think one of the things uh, teachers of meditation fall prey to is, is uh, you know, wanting to color the imagination. And that is yeah. one, one thing that one needs to be very wary of and say, no, 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 <laughs> I don't know what you're going to experience. You know, it's your experience. That's it. Yeah? Because yeah. if you say, you know, you will see purple light or something, the purple, you know, it's just like the pink elephant or, you know, various things that people use. So the person is then hung up on, oh, I didn't see purple light. So you don't say any of those things. You just ask the person to bring it back. Yeah. The beauty is when you've done it, and there are two, three requisites. And, and this is something from my personal experience and studies of various experiences of various other meditators around the world. Um, see, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to deviate a bit here. I think one of the things in the Eastern philosophy is you know, when gurus uh, taught us, we never questioned, yeah? Uh, you, you just sat down and you did stuff, yeah? yeah? That's how I grew up with my gurus. Yeah. What I love about the Western mind is they don't take anything uh, sitting down. So they go into the nitty-gritties. They will, you know, uh, they, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they will research it and everything and come back to what my guru was saying anyways, yeah? yeah? But the beauty is now that they have data and they've broken up and they're saying, okay, this is, you know, this is hurts and this is this and this is this. So that, that's, that's the beauty of the Western and the Eastern minds and how that mix happens. Now, coming back, what all research shows is fixing the time of the day and having a regular practice. So you're not falling prey to, oh, I have a cheat day. That's so much of BS. Yeah. And it, it doesn't work that way with the body. You know, the body doesn't understand today's a Sunday and today's a Saturday. We do breathe. You know, we yeah. do eat, we do rest. So similarly, you, yeah. you bring in a meditation practice at a fixed time in a fixed place. Yeah. Very important to have the conducive environment for meditation, not, not a room filled with clutter, you know, too many sounds coming. So you... Uh, as a as a person who's moving into meditation, it's good to find a time and a spot in the house or anywhere else in the surroundings where the person can go dedicatedly and make that a sacred space and time and say, this is about me going inside. Yeah, This is about me watching myself. 
So, and then higher, you know, what we talk about today, or some people call the higher stuff is like self-love and self-compassion. All this will only happen with meditation. Yeah. 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 I love that, that you have a fixed time, fixed space, dedicated moment in your life. Then your body understands through that repetition of habitual behavior this is now your time to be in connection with yourself. Wonderful. I think that's very, very important. Yeah, that's why we have designated places. You know, we have a toilet. It has designated, yeah. you know, jobs to be done. You have a shower cabinet. You know, you, there's, you, you only take a shower there. There's your yeah. kitchen. You cook. You know, there's your veranda you go to for your plants or for sitting outside, etc. The bed, which is for sleep. The study, which is for study. Similarly, you know, and, and that's why... It, because the moment you come into that space, your, your faculties, your energies are already accepting that I'm in this space for this particular thing. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask a bit of the challenging question. Not challenging, like interesting. What was the most extraordinary experience you received in, in the meditation space that you would love to share with people? Something that you got from meditation, something that you experienced um, breakthrough or insight or aha moment or connection to consciousness anything that you you feel like you would really love to share with the audience okay uh, because i've been practicing for many years there's mm -hmm. not one but uh, okay choose few yeah, yeah, i'll tell you three four that come to the top of my mind one is one is the ability to visualize what i want to do and to be able to do those kind of things, you know, like getting my driving license in Dubai. Yeah. And I totally, totally, you know, when I went to Dubai, it was like, oh, you don't, this is in the 90s when it was quite yeah. difficult. I got it all in the first shot. And I would just sit and visualize, you know, me getting my uh, driving license and in the first shot. And when I came back, I was working with the body shop at that time. And I remember when I came back to office and I said, I got my license. Most people didn't believe me. And, uh, and, Kapo, and me, how did you do it that quickly and that easily? <laughs> and I think one book, one book that really comes to the top of my mind is Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. And I yeah, think I love that book. very, very powerful book, very simple. Yeah. And, and she talks about a concept which is very close to my heart, which is uh, be, do, have. And she does, she really talks a lot about that in that book. So that's a very good entry point for people who want to understand difference yeah. between visualization and meditation practice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The second, the second uh, has been able to understand my own projections, my own pains, my, you know, to be able to sit with all the things that conflict me in my relationships with people, with the environment, with my own self. So be, and to be able to understand where, where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. And for that, one needs to be still to be able to see where is it where is all this taking birth? You know, uh, where is the source of all this? Yeah. So in the deeper work, uh, that is, uh, there are various, various, you know, aha moments I've had. I say, oh my God, you know, this is what had happened to me at that time. Okay. Right. And this is where I'm, what I'm carrying even till date. So that is that. In my Vipassana practices, uh, which I've been to for quite a few times, um, it normally starts on the day four for me, day three, day four, day five. Um, mm. 
and uh, and it is that entire flow of energy you know right from the sole of my feet right to my head and it is absolutely without any um any derailers or any you know stoppages or any kind of blockages nothing and it's it's just a flow of the energy and the beauty is that after the break when i come back and i sit down i can i can come back to that stage mm-hmm. but when i come back to the world that i am in right now and you are in right now i'm not able to bring it because i don't have that sound practice mm-hmm. uh, as we speak but yeah. that is something that you know I, i'm sure you can make up by the um, by the look on my face is always very exciting for me yeah um, of course yeah. and it is it is not easy to uh, put down into words you know yeah. because after some time uh, words lose the power of the experience you, know? you you can't explain every experience and you shouldn't on a certain level and this is what i love when you share when you shared about you know certain meditation teachers give people certain visuals so they they keep on looking for them you know that visual translated to the word it really loses the power of of your inner experiences and sometimes it's difficult to put language onto it i was mostly looking into into that because some people have this high expectations of meditations in the western world specifically you know when you talk about meditation the ultimate outcome of it is to reach that state of bliss that state of nirvana that you're fully interconnected with the source with oneness with god with universe however we call it and the whole meditation practice is to attain that level of consciousness when you can really be one with everything in existence right so i was just curious how that happened how that happens in in your ongoing meditation practices when you do you reach that level of you feel okay i am the one yeah so it comes uh, it, it only comes with regular practice and it stays for a small it stays for a short while mm. the thing is that we all work in in a in a material world yes. so i'm not talking of the western concept of materialism as in so material world you know you and i are using material yeah, exactly yeah, you know a, a, just a daily daily thing it is about bringing that practice to daily practices you know so i'm talking to zoran you know i'm i'm aware of what is happening with me you know i'm 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 aware that i'm excited at the moment because i'm talking of a very dear subject very very dear very personal subject uh, uh, which excites me every time i talk about it so i'm aware that there is an excitement now i'm also aware that i want to use this excitement to convey my message yes you know and i don't yeah. want to sound like some very a uh, false guru and say you know meditation is all about i don't <laughs> want to do that you know i'm aware that this is my energy level you know and i want to talk and i want to use this energy to con- communicate that it can be exciting and you can be you know childlike about it and yes uh, not childish but childlike about it and 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 you don't have to go into the fake stuff of like hello and things like that so um yeah. you know th- there are different experiences also what is i'll i'll share a couple of things um you know the philosopher from india who became very popular in the west uh, j krishnamurti i think he yes. he explains this beautifully and he says love is feeling mm-hmm. love is feeling love is not a feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same way so when you when you take meditation and you start you know accessing different stages then that love is not for one or two people 
that experience of uh, oneness is not with one or two people. Love is feeling. Love is feeling, which is which goes beyond you, your family, your children, your. It goes to everything and and everything around you. And uh, initially, you know, you will have various emotions coming up, but with regular practice, you learn to understand that you know it is feeling. It is feeling for everything and everyone around me. Mm-hmm. One one story that I got to know, and it it. You know, people say the Buddha said it. Um, so I will say the Buddha said it. Um, yes. Somebody. Let's <laughs> let the Buddha said it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Let's go for it. <laughs> so uh, the, the story is important. The message of the story is very important. Yeah, yeah. Somebody came up to Buddha and said that, you know, you've already been enlightened. So why do you continue with your practice? Mm. You know, you meditate every single day. And he said, oh, because I've understood how the world functions and what we are, etc., doesn't mean that I don't get pressured by daily things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. everything about life happens to me also on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And that's why the practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm nothing without the practice. And I'm saying it in my own words. I, mm-hmm. This is a, a story that I've heard in various meditation circles. Mm-hmm. So the practice is important. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you've, even if you're enlightened, you still need the practice mm-hmm. because we live in a material world. Yeah. So, yeah, this is not about like, like a lot of people say, you know, to maintain good health, uh, you know, exercise two times a week and exercise three times a week. Sadly, meditation does not work that way. Mm-hmm. How much ever we might want to believe, etc. It's a daily practice. It's, it has to be a daily practice like breathing and mm-hmm. So I love that you're bringing that and I love that you are grounding it into the reality of the our own lives in the 3D reality, which is the material living. And, and we know now that we need to practice meditation on a daily basis in order for this to sustain and to be an integral part of ourselves. And you beautifully said this is like breathing, like a breath. You, you keep on breathing daily. So how can we empower people to initiate themselves into this space. You mentioned that one of the practices that you share with your, your attendants, the courses and people that you're coaching, is the candle practice when they really focus and they keep on bringing their attention to it. So that's one st- step. What else would you like to share with people when it comes to invitation to what are the benefits if you commit to it? Because I talk to a lot of people who would say, where's Zoran, do you meditate? And I tell them, yeah, on a daily basis, I have my own practice. And they're like, where do you find time to do this? And I said, well, you know, it's my daily thing. Like I'm drinking water, taking shower, you know, exercising, moving. For me, meditation is something that I have integrated. And the people are always like, I would really love to do this, but you know, this excuse and that excuse. And then from the coaching perspective, I always feel it's really important to give people the benefits of doing that in order for them to be motivated or inspired to do it. Okay. So what would you say to that? So, so uh, it's a very, very important question you're asking because, you know, and I'm going to relate it to, um, I'm going to extract some information from a very old research that I had um, read about um, it's by two people called Feinstein and Kripper way back in 1988. And okay. It's, it's very, very old. Uh, mm-hmm. who had worked with the meditators. And, and what they found was that, and I'm quoting them, is mm-hmm. alleviation of pre-existing medical conditions 
enhanced awareness of inner imagery, intuitions, and feelings, experiences of unitive states of consciousness, enhanced relaxation, greater understanding of themselves, their writing processes, mm-hmm. and because they were working with journal writers also, enhanced self-esteem, greater ability to focus and elimination of blocks wow. and especially creative blocks. And when we talk of creative blocks, uh, there was another study done by a gentleman called Daniel in 1994. And mm-hmm. he expanded on this one particular part in, uh, you know, working with meditators, what he was able to figure out was that people move away from functional fixation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lack of self-esteem. And there were five blocks that he was able to see that meditators were able to overcome by practice. And they were environmental, perceptual, cultural, intellectual, and emotional. Right. So there is immense amount of data, fortunately, because of the Western world that today we all have, you know, on our fingertips as to what happens. And and today, fortunately, because of YouTube, you know, you can see people practicing such advanced levels of um, meditation with certain breathing practices they're all hand in hand you know if you ask a if you ask a very uh, traditional yoga practitioner he'll not be able to really make too many differences out of it because he'll yeah. say even if you're doing the the physical part of yoga you know you can make it into a proper meditative practice because you're enhancing your awareness with every breath and every movement mm-hmm. so even that can become a very so it's a, you know and not make it Flippant, like today, you know, you have beer yoga and you have this yoga and that yoga. You're not talking of all that. You're talking of just, you know, focusing on your breathing, uh, working with your breath, um, being aware of your surroundings, what is happening every time I stretch, what happens every time I breathe, what happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to talk about two, three things here. Mm-hmm. One is definitely the candle meditation. Mm-hmm. The second is you can use any anything to bring around your focus and concentration, which is use a prayer bead of any number that you feel like if you are, you know, different religions have different numbers of beads yeah. in them, which is another yeah. whole story. We're not mm-hmm. getting into that. Um, or you can just uh, simply, you know, what today we know in the Western world is affirmations. And most English speaking people understand the word affirmation. So you can, you can use mantra or affirmation uh, interchangeably or as a, as a singular uh, understanding and use that repeatedly um, and, and see the benefits over a period of time. It's only you who will be able to say what are the benefits. You can also use, you know, things like mandal uh, uh, coloring. You have a lot of books now on mandala, mandala like the Western world says, um, and the mandal coloring books you get. So that also can bring immense amount of focus and concentration. And uh, for meditation, uh, it's good to have some breathing practices because it will just help you ground. So right. one, of the, one of the good breathing practices is Anulom Vilom. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I forget what the Western world calls it. Uh, but it's, it's taking in the breath through one nostril, taking it out. And then the second yeah. stage is in and out, in yeah. and out, like that. And, and that also helps you ground. That also helps you uh, bring a lot of meditation. You can combine the both and do that. 
a very good a very good stress buster uh, breathing practice is the brahmari which is putting your uh, thumbs into your ears and uh, and making a humming sound so that when done for a let's say for 5 minutes or so will put you into certain states of consciousness which only you can experience and know what is happening and i know it heals a lot of stress uh, stress that you know office goers experience in today's world it it relaxes you um it helps alleviate things like tinnitus etc and also gives you a meditative practice yeah 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 like that and then you go mm like that i'm doing it very quickly and i'm just demonstrating it because people i'm sure are aware of these practices and and the other is to watch your breath mm-hmm. yeah you can also use you can also just uh, and and you can also use like you know i know you travel a lot zoran and uh, because of tnm even i've traveled a lot uh, and then because of the work uh, you and i do we travel a lot so even using that space in 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 uh, at an airport or a bus stop or wherever you are and you have 5 minutes you know you can just become part of the observed world you know without any judgments without any inferences you just see everything flowing and 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 my my experiences it always brings a smile to my face and i'm i'm smiling with just being a part of the whole thing yeah so 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 yeah you know um, let let me let me say it like this you you're watching a sunset yeah if you have a good practice you know when the sun suddenly dips you'll take a deep breath and you know that the sun is inside you you know you have that feeling that oh it was it was gorgeous as long as it lasted mm-hmm. but if you start you know tapping somebody on the side and say, ah, watch 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 how beautiful that is you've lost the moment you know you're looking for your iphone or you're looking for yourself, oh let me click this let me click this let me put it on facebook you've lost the moment yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it is to be able to just sit sit with that and and be one with that and and that will come with practice wonderful sharing we're coming to the end of uh, of our time together today i i'm sure that people learn so much from listening to you about meditation about the power of it about the benefits of it the research behind it as well we we talked about a lot of things any last thoughts or anything that you would love to leave the audience with so um, what i would like to leave this conversation with and the audience who's listening in is that you know don't look for explanations of meditation you know this is something that is an internal process that is happening inside you so walk into it yeah you can only know it through direct experience and um I, i'm i'm picking up a line i had written in an article long back on meditation that you know you have to hold your own hand and you have to lead yourself nobody else is going to hold your hand yeah nobody is going to lead you mm-hmm. only directions can be given to you and only you can do it so you have to hold your own hand and lead yourself into meditation and One. and and that's it yeah. and your experience is yours i love that hold your hand lead yourself into the meditation your experience is yours we would love to leave our audience with this this was a beautiful conversation thank you so much vikram for being part of this today and for sharing your wisdom 
around meditation. I'm already thinking about we should do one around yoga as well, because you mentioned yoga practices, and I think we need to demystify this as well to the yeah. audience listening. So thank you so much for being here, for coming, for being you, and thank you so much, audience, for tuning in, for listening to this channel, and for enjoying the wisdom that we share. Thank you, and, and goodbye for now. Thank you.